0: What's up, guys? Today is going to be a great episode. We're going to talk about liars. We're going to talk about lawyers. We're going to talk about lawyers who got disbarred. We're going to talk about a billion-dollar lawsuit. And then we're going to talk about something called rhetorical hyperbole. No, it's not what I'm saying. It's what the courts have called rhetorical hyperbole. And then we're going to get into a very, very good educational subject as we (laughs) discuss... strippers (laughs) all right what's an episode without discussing strippers and uh, I have to discuss the strippers because I'm gonna teach you about first amendment law uh public or campaign finance public finance and you're gonna learn a lot and we're gonna have a great time in this episode Hey, what's up guys? Welcome back to Run It By My Lawyer. This is the last episode of the first season. So after this, we're going to take like a two week break and then we'll hit you back. Season two of Run It By My Lawyer. It's an especially great day today. My daughter Joanna turned nine today. She's the the youngest of our kids and she is now nine years old. Um, What's it called? So She's uh, she's she's a good girl. She she's like uh, like the management at our house. <laughs> like if I want to do something, I have to ask her, and she'll she'll tell me if it's okay. Uh, what else is in the world going on? Mike Tyson beat the crap out of this jerk in an airplane that was uh, trying to get a selfie with him and did something like tossed water on him. It was just drunk and bothering him. You don't bother Mike Tyson on an airplane. So I love the fact that he beat the crap out of that guy. And thankfully, Mike Tyson didn't get busted for it either. Um, the other news in the world, what the heck? The Supreme Court and a future opinion about their uh their reversal of Roe v. Wade. Uh actually it's called an overturn. You overturn if it's uh if it's a case that's overturning like a, a previous finished case. It's a reversal if it's the same case but the appellate court reverses like a lower court decision so it's technically an uh overturning Roe v Wade I cannot for the life of me figure out how the uh the opinion got leaked to the media that is unheard of that has never happened I don't think in my lifetime and I'm old I remember that happening all right um I mean, there's freaking the, the the show America's Got Talent, you know, and all that other stuff. Those things never get leaked. You know, how the Supreme Court leaked it is crazy. And the other thing I don't like about the Supreme Court of the United States, and I think this has to be changed as soon as possible, how in the world is it that the oral arguments in the Supreme Court are not videotaped and made public? It's crazy, right? This is the most important court of the country, And there's no, the the transparency is very bad. I don't wanna say there's no transparency, it's just little transparency. How they could have uh, oral arguments in the court and that exchange between all the judges and lawyers and it's not videotaped, right? Um, I mean, the friggin' Johnny Depp trial is all videotaped. Something like the catabloid lawsuit is videotaped and not the Supreme Court cases. Uh, the Supreme Court then says, if I was to bring this up, they're all like, wow, Joe Samo, uh, you could listen to the court transcripts and audio. Uh, and if that's it, you got that. And, and uh, you know, read the court transcripts if you want. It's uh, it would be like you going to the movie theater. And then instead of watching the movie, somebody gives you the screenplay. I <laughs> said, so here's a screenplay. Now get the hell out. No one's going to read it. Right. Or very, very little. So I do think that's one thing that we got to change with the United States Supreme Court. Um, Now, to the topic for today, uh, somebody that is very familiar with the court system and especially the the Supreme Court, Donald J. Trump, okay, the former president, number 45. Donald Trump, we could have uh, law school classes just devoted to the lawsuits that Donald Trump has been in. And I would say for the most part, he is a very good litigator and he's learned from the best. He's hired the best. Uh, you know, it's good when his three biggest attorneys have all been disbarred. <laughs> okay. You know, you're hiring the right lawyer if they're going to get disbarred for you. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm still waiting for that big client that I say, I don't care, I'm gonna get disbarred for him. <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking. Uh, don't send this to the State Bar of California. Um, he has uh, kind of taught lawyers and law students uh, some very, very valuable lessons. And I'll give you one example. One of the lawsuits that shaped his uh, you know, uh, wealth and, and allowed him to grow his wealth. He could have lost almost everything In this real estate debacle in Chicago, uh, he built the you know the the, uh, that big Trump Tower in Chicago, and uh, it was completed around the time of the mortgage crash, right? And in about 2006, 2007, 2008, in those times, okay. And his goal was to build it and then sell all the condos, and obviously the market just tanked, okay. And uh, he owed uh, Deutsche Bank a lot of money okay billions of dollars so he had to figure out how am i gonna get out of this and what he did is he sued the bank for billions of dollars okay he was the one that didn't pay back the money and then he sued them for billions of dollars and one of his claims was that they uh was i gotta say this correctly because it's so crazy that that he was taken advantage of and they were predatorily, is that a word predatorily lending to him? Uh, I love making up words, it's like one of my hobbies. So I was just gonna say it's a word. They that he said that they were uh predatorily lending him money, so they were predators and they like uh you know they took advantage of him. That was one of his claims. And he sued them for billions of dollars, and then they sued him back for a lot more, <laughs> okay. And they had written agreements. It's called promissory notes, things like that, right? And uh, he did a good job because a lot of the debt was forgiven, okay? To the tune of maybe $200 okay? It's hard to know exactly because he never released his tax returns (laughs) and things like that. Um, And so, you know, and a lot of the agreements were confidential, right? So, uh, but the bottom line is... That kind of aggressive litigation pays off a lot of times, all right? Now, there's another one that is a very, very crazy lawsuit. And I, as a uh, lawyer, and then I teach law part-time, I love teaching uh, people about the law, and I love doing it through interesting cases, okay? So here's another one. The book, Trump Nation, The Art of Being the Donald, okay? A very, very popular book and it was written by Tim O'Brien. So what happened was Tim O'Brien was a former New York Times um, uh, what a journalist, okay? And he was a very good writer uh, and he what he kind of uh, struck a deal with Donald Trump where he would interview him a lot of times. He would interview people that know him, did work with him, and then he would write this big book about Donald Trump, okay? Kind of like it a biography but it wasn't like one of those you know from you know early childhood and it wasn't like in chronological order like a biography things like that all right so it was a book about donald trump okay again trump nation now the mr o'brien wrote something in the book that then became the subject of several years of litigation he wrote in the book that donald trump is indeed a millionaire and is indeed worth anywhere from $150 million to $250 million. That would be a nice compliment for almost anyone in the world. And then Donald Trump filed a lawsuit against him for defamation. <laughs> All right. Whoa, wait a minute. This is what Donald Trump said. Okay. He said, that jerk, that liar, that good for nothing writer called me a millionaire when in fact, I am a billionaire, okay? I mean, that's a big deal to these rich people, right? You want that uh, three commas, <laughs> right? Like if you have no money, you have no commas. If you have a little bit of money, you got one comma, and you like, we're worth 100,000 or something. If you're a millionaire, you got two commas to get you into the millionaire, okay? And then a billionaire's got three, right? So um, this author said that Donald Trump is not a billionaire, Okay. And he said some other minor things, things that weren't that important to Donald Trump, things like uh, Donald Trump was bored with his second wife, Marla Maples. Um, that one, you know, turned out to be not too false. OK, he, he ends up getting a divorce. And then all these affairs that he had during that time ended up coming out. Uh, but, the, you know, so those two two of the big statements that Donald Trump said that Tim O'Brien got wrong. So now we have the defamation lawsuit. Okay. So here it is. Here is what I'm going to say about some uh it's it's a first amendment rights, okay? When you're dealing with a big shot, all right? I Meaning like a public figure, all right? Uh there's been the the jurisprudence behind this is that the only way you could lose a case for defamation is you have to you have to the plaintiff would have to prove two things. One, that it was incorrect information, and two, that there was uh, like it was there was a malicious intent. Sarah Palin recently lost a case over this. She um, there was a there was a, a newspaper that said she you know she was part of this one like like fringe you know rogue uh, political uh, um, party or something, and it was like completely wrong. And uh, they realized it was wrong, and she ended up suing them. She also lost the defamation case, uh, and it was on the same kind of theory. Okay, so here is how that lawsuit went for Donald Trump, okay? Um, and it was beautiful. I mean, they did Donald Trump's deposition uh, in the lawsuit. The lawsuit was filed in 2006, and it didn't get to the trial court until 2009, that is three beautiful years of litigation where a lot of lawyers were just like excited. Okay. In Donald Trump's deposition, they asked him, well, how much are you worth? And what about this? And what about that? And he said, well, my billionaireship uh, kind of fluctuates. Sometimes I'm a small billionaire when the real estate values are down. And sometimes I'm a much bigger millionaire, billionaire. Sorry. Well, don't sue me. Okay. <laughs> I met billionaire. I'm a much bigger billionaire when the market is better right? Uh, so that's what he said in his uh, deposition. And then the trial court in the year 2009 dismissed his case, okay? So they ruled in favor of the journalist. And then the journalist filed, I'm sorry, Donald, because the journalist won. So Donald Trump filed an appeal. Uh, and then that appeal he lost in 2011. Now, this is where it gets beautiful. The appellate court stated, well, he is a billionaire. Okay. So the journalist probably got that part wrong. All right. But this is where the journalist wins. He wasn't a jerk about it. Meaning like he didn't have a malicious intent. Okay. If you write something about Joe Samo, I am not a public figure, right? Nobody knows who I am um, except for my two or three followers on this YouTube channel. (laughs) No. Um, If it's Joe Samo, you better be accurate because I'm not a public figure, right? So I got a better shot at a defamation case. But when it's a public figure like Donald Trump, the public figure has to prove two things. And this is where Sarah Palin lost also. You have to prove that the information was inaccurate and you have to prove this malicious intent, meaning that you know they woke up that morning uh, intending to lie and trying to ruin the guy and trying to go after him, you know, things like that. Um, now let's go on. So that in that case, we have uh, the beautiful part. Ah, this is why it is an important lawsuit. It actually made Donald Trump a lot more money because during the lawsuit, um, which took five years, including the appeal, the media always published about it. Right. And when the media always publishes about a lawsuit, then uh, the book sales kept going up and his popularity kept going up and his shows like The Apprentice or whatever, Miss America, whatever the shows were that he was doing back then were getting more and more popular and the media was helping him by continuously talking about this particular lawsuit, right? So um, it's kind of a, how do I put it? It's a beautiful decision to sue someone if you're going to either make money on the case if you win or if you make money just from having the case okay um and by the way he had sued that journalist for five billion dollars he said that that was so hurtful to call him a millionaire as opposed to a billionaire that he sued him for five billion dollars there was by the way there's this the one of the greatest movies the documentary it's called where's my roy Cohn?" there was a Remember I said there's three lawyers that Donald Trump had that got disbarred. Roy Cohn was one of the late Roy Cohn was one. The second one was Michael Cohen, who uh, represented Donald Trump at this, with the Stormy Daniels thing and around the election time. Uh, and then the third one, Rudy Giuliani. OK, so we have three lawyers for Donald Trump. They've all been disbarred. OK, these three lawyers. Uh, I think he learned the most from Roy Cohn. He's a. Uh, he died in the mid 80s, I believe, give or take. And uh, he represented Donald Trump kind of like in the beginning and uh, some of his philosophies were no matter what, if you get sued or if you don't like someone or you just need the publicity because it'll get you kind of like more, whether it's book deals or movie deals or new clients or anything else, you just file a lawsuit. And when you file a lawsuit, even if you don't have a good lawsuit, you file and you claim billions of dollars in damages. OK, this guy, Roy Cohen, when he got disbarred, uh, if memory serves me correctly, he even sued the New York State bar for millions of dollars just for trying to disbar him. Right. So um, and then funny things that Roy Cohn used to say, he said things like you could never be tan enough as a man uh, and that you could never uh, you should never die um, not owing the IRS money. So when you die, make sure you owe the IRS a lot of money. Those were two famous Uh, quotes from Roy Cohn okay Uh, anyway then the next lawsuit that's kind of a very good uh, how do we say it kind of uh, a lawsuit that really you could learn a lot about the law learn a lot about Donald Trump from this particular lawsuit the infamous Stormy Daniels lawsuit and believe it or not this uh, dispute between Donald Trump and Stormy Daniels Stormy Daniels the uh, you know she's a actress, stripper, uh she's in the porn industry, you know, all of the above, right? So, uh all of these interactions between Donald Trump and Stormy Daniels, it ended up leading into um defamation lawsuits. It ended up leading into lawsuits over non-disclosure agreements and uh free speech issues over non-disclosure agreements. It ended up getting Michael Cohen disbarred, okay? And and ends up in federal prison. And then speaking of prison, Stormy Daniels' lawyer, Michael, was it Avendetti? Is that his name? He ended up getting busted for some big crimes over this. So all you know that the one little interaction ended up causing this flurry of litigation. Um, and as a lawyer, we gotta thank Donald Trump for that, right? <laughs> the more lawsuits, the better. Okay, and it's very rare, and it's a beautiful sight. When there's lawsuits that grow just from other lawsuits. (laughs) Uh, With law students, the way I like to describe that, imagine a beautiful flower that all of a sudden a flower grows from that flower, okay? And let me explain what I mean by all of this. Um, So in 2006 is when it started. There was, uh, depending on who you're asking, there was some, when Donald Trump was married, there was some sort of affair Uh, with Donald Trump and Stormy Daniels, Uh, and again, I say, I don't know, I wasn't there, okay, apparently they didn't invite me, (laughs) okay, so I don't know what happened, of course, Stormy's version of the the story is that there was an affair, they had sex, Uh, Donald Trump's version was, uh, I don't remember her, (laughs) I don't remember, maybe she wasn't that great, nah, just kidding, okay, well, it was his version, okay, Uh, So now we start with that. So in 2006, they had this alleged affair, right? Uh, And then who cares? Like uh, back then, (laughs) just 15, 16 years ago, it didn't matter. It mattered around the time 2016 when Donald Trump was running for president, right? And at that point, They were starting to get nervous, meaning they, Donald Trump, his team, his lawyers, the election uh, folks, right? And one of the things that you don't want to start coming out uh, at this time is the, uh, you know, the ghosts in the closet, so to speak, you know, Stormy Daniels coming out and uh, talking about this affair, right, and alleging all of this. So what happened in 2016 is Donald Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen pays her $130,000 and has her sign uh in the legal world we call it the non-disclosure agreement meaning like you're not going to disclose something you know that happened uh that may or may not happen <laughs> right so he pays her $130,000 she signs this non-disclosure agreement that's in 2016 um apparently after that she really wanted to disclose something, (laughs) right? Guess what that is? She wanted to disclose, and then she ended up disclosing her allegations that she had an affair with Donald Trump, you know? Um, So that ends up coming out. Now, Donald Trump being Donald Trump, he's not going to just take it, right? So he sends out tweets, and he's basically in his tweets calling her I'm going to try to sound really nice here. A liar, okay? A lying sack you know what, is kind of what he's uh, inferring, right? That she's lying about everything. So now she does the honorable thing. She hires a lawyer and she sues him for defamation, (laughs) right? So she sued Donald Trump for defamation. Um, If you recall, (laughs) right, uh, with the lawsuit that Donald Trump brought against that journalist, It's going to be very hard to uh, prevail in a defamation case, right? Um, And Donald Trump ends up winning that case against Stormy Daniels. But here's where it gets beautiful. The court said that when Donald Trump basically called her a liar, uh, this part is crazy. I got to read this. The court said it was, okay, here we go, rhetorical hyperbole hyperbole, all right? So the court said when Donald Trump was sending out these tweets, he wasn't in essence trying to say something that was an allegation of a fact, all right? That he didn't have sex with her. What he was trying to say, and by the way, this is this is um, uh, first speech jurisprudence, right? Because remember, you have to prove uh, this malicious intent. So if you're sending out rhetorical hyperbole, then you, it's not going to be malicious because it's kind of just a joke or kind of, I don't know how to describe it. I guess the court didn't know how to describe it either. So they just called it rhetorical hyperbole, you know, kind of like if Joe Samo says, you know, I'm the best lawyer in the world. All right. Um, if somebody proves that I'm not the best lawyer in the world, they probably cannot win a defamation suit because I'm just uh, rhetorically hyperbole all <laughs> right? And And I'm just joking or I'm just, uh, you know, just making stuff up. I'm just goofing off, right? It's basically him goofing off. So he didn't have any sort of malicious intent, and he didn't kind of maliciously try to make an uh, incorrect factual allegation. He was just, like I said, goofing off, <laughs> all right? And uh, so he wins that case. Then something else happened. In addition to winning that case, she filed an appeal, all right? And she loses her appeal, okay? And this is where it gets even better. After she loses her appeal, Donald Trump basically, uh, or he did, he filed the claim back against her. He said, hey, this was such a BS lawsuit. And this was so frivolous that I should get back $800,000 for my attorney fees for, you know, punitive damages for my pain and suffering. Just, I want to get $800,000 back. Okay. That is not something that's easy to get, but there you go. Lawyers. You always ask. Okay. This is one of my things I say to the younger lawyers. Uh, Why not just ask the judge, (laughs) whatever you want, just ask the judge. You never know what you're going to get. He got to probably everybody's surprise. Donald Trump got an award for $300,000 against Stormy Daniels, right? And obviously he tweeted about it, he published about it, he bragged about it, and he should. It's It's a good victory. I mean, think about that. Uh, to almost anybody else, you know, to people that are not billionaires, okay, and we better say it correctly so we don't get sued, uh, to people that are not billionaires, a $300,000 judgment for in your favor would probably, you know, set you up pretty well for at least a year, <laughs> right? Actually, the prices in California, you could fill up your gas, you know, in your car for a month with that type of money, right? So anyway, so he wins this, uh, this lawsuit against her, Uh, And then it's for bragging rights. He gets another $300,000. And uh, she said uh, in a tweet, she said something like, I'm not going to pay a penny. Right. And then I calculated it. Uh, Mrs. Stormy, you're actually going to have to pay 30 million pennies. (laughs) Right. And uh, this caused a wave of lawsuits. All of this. First of all, the big one, actually, they're all big. Michael Cohen. Okay. Okay. He ended up getting disbarred and ended up going to prison over this uh, because when he paid her $130,000, he kind... Okay. All right. Stay with me for a second here. Now we're going to get into campaign finance law. All right. You ready for this? Campaign finance law. All right. You have to, as a campaign, anytime someone donates money to a campaign, it has to be disclosed, right? And there are limits of what somebody can donate to a campaign. Okay. Somehow the uh, the consideration was that this hundred and thirty thousand dollars. It was actually Michael Cohen that paid her. And when I say he paid her, that means from his own pocket. Okay. He paid her hundred and thirty thousand dollars. So the claims. I see. What did I say? Donald Trump. I could teach. We could teach all of law school through cases that involve Donald Trump. All right. We're now in ca- campaign finance. Uh, there are limits in terms of what each person can donate to a campaign. And if they donate more than that, it has to be disclosed a certain way. Or then the campaign gets bumped into a different ca- uh, category uh, and thing, you know, things of that nature. So um, anyway, the $130,000 was not disclosed to federal officials, right? And Michael Cohen said... What does that have to do with campaign money? I just gave someone $130,000, nothing to do with the campaign. The federal official said, wait a minute, uh, you did that so you could help Donald Trump's run for presidency. So in essence, that $130,000 was a campaign contribution. Okay. So that $130,000 was a campaign contribution that wasn't disclosed. Um, it, got so bad for Michael Cohen. I mean, the FBI raided his office. Okay. Uh, and they found all these emails, all these papers and, and all these other things relating to this money and how it came out. And then there was obvious email saying we got to pay her. So, you know, to help the campaign more or less. Right. So it was, uh, a campaign kind of donation in essence. All right. Um, by the way. If the FBI ever raided my office, they wouldn't really find anything because I put all my paperwork or whatever in the cloud. So they'd have to raid the cloud, which I'm sure they could. The only problem is I'm kind of boring, so they never come after me, (laughs) right? So anyway, so uh, they considered that a campaign donation, this and that. He ends up striking a deal with the federal government, and then he got sentenced to four years in prison. Um, All right. He got out a little bit early. Okay. Okay. Another lawsuit that came out of all of this, Stormy Daniels' lawyer, Michael Avenditti, Avenditti all right, um, he ended up going to prison, or he might go, or I would say he will. It just His trial is now ongoing. It's not yet finished. He got a book deal for Stormy Daniels over this whole thing, and you know there was a lot of money paid to Stormy Daniels for the book deal, and then somehow Michael uh, kept it or stole it or didn't disclose it or did something with it. And then he gets arrested over this, uh, the money that was supposed to go to Stormy Daniels for this book deal thing. All right. Then comes my favorite lawsuit out of this uh, Stormy Daniels. Then uh, she got arrested in Ohio. Okay. Um, it was uh, in a small, it was Columbus, Ohio or oh, man, was it Columbus, Ohio or Dayton, Ohio? <laughs> it was one of those. I think it was Columbus. Ohio. I'm pretty sure it was Columbus, Ohio. Um, She gets arrested in Columbus, Ohio, uh, and what happened? All right. She was uh, stripping at a strip club, okay? And these police officers, they raid the strip club, and they arrest three strippers, uh, one of them being Stormy Daniels, okay? Um, God, these freaking vice, (laughs) vice police officers, right? So they're in a strip club, so they catch her stripping and, for some, you know, something like she didn't have the proper permit, you know, or the strip club didn't have the proper, you know, permit for that type of stripping or something like that, right? Uh, they they arrest her for that. And then they bring these stru- three strippers, uh, you know, they arrest three strippers. They let two of them go right away. Okay. They just let two of them go and they didn't do mug shots or anything like that. Guess who the police kept? <laughs> Stormy Daniels, right? And guess who they had a mugshot of? Stormy Daniels. Uh, In fact, if you want to see the mugshot of Stormy Daniels, there it is, (laughs) right? They didn't do the mugshot of the other strippers. And in fact, they never really do mugshots of strippers that they arrest. They just did it for Stormy Daniels. It was an exclusive special, so to speak. Uh, Mugshots are the worst because they're public. In fact, me showing the mugshot... I'm allowed to because it's like a government kind of photo. Uh, and there's no copyright over it, okay? So anyway, so uh, they they arrested her. They charged her. Uh, you know, she had to hire a criminal defense attorney and all that. And she got the case dismissed. Uh, during the dismissal, uh, in some investigation, it was found out that the, the police detective was a big Trump supporter, okay? And, and then it turned out that he... Before she even came to the city, there was these emails uh, where he was saying, hey, she's going to be here. Let's do this. (laughs) Like, let's set this up. Let's go here. Let's go there. And that, in fact, even in that, uh, you know, the police code, the municipal code, they weren't supposed to keep her in, you know, uh, like, what's it called? Locked up. They weren't supposed to do the mugshot. They weren't supposed to kind of arrest her that way. Like, all of it was wrong. uh, And all of it didn't match what they were supposed to do. And there was uh, emails and stuff saying like well, we gotta get her. <laughs> Can you imagine that? That is awesome lawsuit, right? Uh, it was so bad that five police officers were uh, disciplined, but the disciplinary, you know, whatever, uh, wasn't uh, disclosed. So Stormy Daniels sued the this, the police in in Ohio. And guess what? She won $450,000. And uh, they were so embarrassed, the police, that they didn't even wanna go to trial. They paid her that money uh, without a trial. And thankfully for her, there wasn't a non-disclosure agreement. (laughs) So she was allowed to say, I won and here's my money. All right, folks. It has been a great season of Run It By My Lawyer. It has been my pleasure and I will see you in. let me calculate it in about three weeks, all right? Uh, Peace, see you soon